Yo, what's up? This is another episode of Invite the Neighbors DIY Music Podcast. Um, Felicity is back. They were on back in, I think, 2021. Um, I just have to say, I think we had some audio issues with Discord. I didn't notice it at all while we were recording. I couldn't hear it, but apparently my interface was betraying me. And so there's a little bit of annoying crackle with my voice throughout the episode. I apologize. Sorry that you guys have to listen to this. None of the band members have this issue, so it was definitely just my interface, but that's boring. But you can hear everything they say, so if you're able to get through a little crack with me asking the questions, you can still hear what I'm saying. It's just annoying. I'm sorry. But you can still hear everything the guys have to say, so I hope that doesn't distract you from listening. Um, the band talks a lot about their two new singles and a lot of what's coming up, so I uh, hope you guys still enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. There we go. Am I on? Oh, yeah, there I am. Okay. Sweet. We got it. Oh. Were you guys, man, it's been a while since you guys were on here. I remember you were, we did this like, it's probably during the pandemic. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah so a, minute. a lot was, was done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is factual. That is factual. Just changed. Are you guys from Florida? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah. Yep. Orlando. That's what I Disney thought. Disney World, Universal, everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I remember thinking, like, the, uh, whenever I go to Orlando, I'm like, people still live here. Like, there are, are like, yeah. some shit there, but people still live there. Like, are you guys from, like, all from that area? Or is that, I'm not too no. familiar. We're all transplants. Well, Damien, not as much. You've been here the longest. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I was born in New York, but lived there for so brief that I consider myself a Floridian, to be honest. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I'd say yeah. I'd say yeah for me. The rest of the guys, uh, Corey is from Corey. Tampa. Yeah, from Tampa. He lived in Tampa. Grew up in Tampa. Born and raised in Tampa. So he's a true Florida man. But the rest of us all kind of snowbird. Our parents either snowbirded the way here or on our way here, one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. New England for Andrew and I, and then uh, Rashid's from Jersey. Yeah. 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 That's so random. You guys all just ended up in that one spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, Craigslist, Craigslist helped that out, but oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Except for Rashid, everyone else. Yeah, Rashid, we was not Craigslist. It was just like more of an organic thing at a show, but everything else was. Uh, everyone else was Craigslist. It was compliment. I'm not hating. Damien writes really good Craigslist posts and only finds top grade recruits. And <laughs> when I like, elegant post, I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, I don't have to message this guy. Within minutes, phone call. Let's have you come over for audition. It's uh, it's all business, and 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 if they don't like, if if they don't want to have like a conversation, like an hour long conversation, it's not it. It's not going to work. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. But everyone did. Right. So <laughs> Dave kind of ropes you into the long conversation where you talk about morals and values and band life, and it's, it's quite the experience when you're recruited for this band. As you can you're see, like, it worked. So we're good. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is Craigslist. I wasn't trying to have a heart to heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, ma- yeah. Ma- many, many other musicians that I talked to. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't want that. So, but they're not in this I've, band. I've had so, a lot of Craigslist uh, interesting music experiences from Craigslist, but that's kind of like how I, uh, I randomly got into actually playing live music through a Craigslist ad. ad. 
up in Michigan where I joined this. And they ended up firing me because I tried to take over the band, basically. Wow. <laughs> take over. They needed to be taken over. They did. They did. Maybe that needed to happen. They, they, they had like this five-year plan that didn't involve releasing music. Like, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. I, I do the same thing you did. So, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. If you're not putting music out, then, yeah, nothing's really going to get done. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, uh, this is a pro-level transition. Speaking of putting music out, I know that you have a single, Levitate. Um, is that a part of like a larger album? Or are you guys doing the single thing? Because there's a lot of bands now that are just single after single after single. And it kind of lets you... I mean, I love albums, but I love singles too because it kind of lets you as an artist like not feel like every song has to be connected. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can explore a bunch of different musical, I don't know, costumes or whatever you want to call it, like ideas, genres, vibes, and then figure out, you know, what you want to do next as a long form. But where are you guys at with all that? It's kind of like we went in just writing as many songs as we could. And originally we're like, is this an album? And then we were ended up writing so many songs. I think at this point now we're at 17 songs and we're now in talks of going and maybe doing another one. Um, So um, we don't know right now. We're kind of taking it one song at a time and approaching it single to single, but it doesn't mean that we couldn't be talked into releasing them as EPs or or, or, or maybe albums or one giant double album. I think um, we are kind of open to it. We uh, definitely did write most of these songs as a one batch. I'd say 16 of them Mm. were all written kind of at once. And we've been kind of staggering as we finished them, have been finished over time. Um, these last kind of three or four stragglers, like some of them haven't even had lyrics written to them yet. So some of them will even be kind of written a year later, like the actual kind of lyrical and what some of the content of them will be. So yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting kind of how how it will all kind of be finished out. But I think right now we're kind of approaching everything kind of in like six week timeframes of like, hey, this is the song we're going to release. You know, we had Levitate come out six weeks ago. We have God Mode that's going to come out, you know, in about six hours. <laughs> and, oh, uh, seven hours. and then uh, six weeks from now, we're going to have another another song out. And we're just approaching it at that at that clip. And then whatever happens from there, if, if you know, we could probably be talked into releasing an album at some point, but we're not looking that far ahead. Um, we're kind of just taking it one, one step at a time and just enjoying the ride. Yeah. No, I don't blame you for that. I think, uh, you know, I talk about this shit all the time, but, you know, the way the attention spans of people are and, and you know, the, the way, like, algorithms work and trying to capture the attention of an audience, but, like, having the realistic expectations of, you know, you can only hold on to people for so long with one thing. Having, you know, having it staggered like that, I think is just honestly the smartest way to do it even if even if your plan is to release the whole album like that's what i'm doing right now is like writing an entire album but then once it's done just gonna throw it out as singles probably like every six weeks two months at a time then for people who want album we'll release it as an album but like i I, you know i'm not delusional to the point that most i think most people want that nowadays i feel like most people want a song song at a time I, I, you I think drop it on. All I think it kind of depends on the level of the 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 band as well, because I feel like 
sometimes like if you're yeah. a smaller yeah. artist a lot more a lot of your listeners appreciate that single uh just to like kind of drive the attention to that song and give that song the attention it deserves um when you're a larger artist yep. i feel like at that point you've made it already so you can drop that album if you want and people will be like oh i'm so excited yeah. to listen to it. so i think it's like case by case basis I, I i still love you know listening to a full album in full like of like old bands you know from the past like 90s 80s era i, I love listening to the album in full and i'm like man i i want to do this so bad but it's just we're living in a different time frame and and uh i hope to be at that level one day where we could put out an album and like everyone would be like man i listened to every single song i was so excited but right now it's still I think it's that single game right now and just give as much attention as you can to that song because like you said people's attention spans are like they're like there's so many different bands out there releasing music so it's it's really hard to captivate them. We released yeah. an album in 2021 probably last time we talked when we released an album in 2021 and we have one song on it that has over a, mil a million streams and we just released our song Levitate uh 6 weeks ago. And Levitate has more streams than most of the rest of the songs on that album. So uh, I think when you release, like you're talking about, release every song on the album as a single, gives each song the true chance to shine, where if you only release like a handful of singles off that album as singles, um, you'll find that maybe some of those songs get kind of you know buried or swallowed up, yeah. however you want to say it, like Mike just said where they never truly might get the chance to get some of the credit they deserve. And we have some songs on our album, Dear Universe, released that we're really proud of and we wish could kind of get that chance to get the attention they deserve. But it's just, it's so hard to find ways to market it and promote it if you don't treat it like a true single rollout. And it will never, maybe someday people will go back and discover it, but it's really hard to, to, to manufacture that this far down the line. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely like, you, the way I think about it now is, uh, Every release, whether it's one song or if it's an album, it's one thing. That's like it's treated as a like one release, like one, one promotion cycle. And it doesn't matter if it's a double LP or if it's one single. Like it's just one thing that you're pushing. So people are going to just treat it like it's one thing. If you release an entire album and then you try to like afterwards try to push individual songs off of it, people are kind of not everybody, but a lot of people will be done with it. You know what I mean? Like they're on to the next thing, yeah. but if you stagger it and sing single, 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 true. well, you know, a few more people will get into it. And I think there's things you can do. Like I've toyed around with the idea of like, after releasing all the singles, you know, you release the album, but you do it in a way that's like, there's a little bonuses. Like the songs are slightly different on the album or there's like interludes and like intros and outros and stuff that are only on the album version. So that, people who listen to all the singles also feel like they're getting something for like rewarded for listening to the whole album, you know? Sure. Yeah. That's a really good point. But with you guys, like I'm, I'm kind of curious because I, I talk to a lot of bands that are kind of like you guys in terms of like, they just write in these big batches and stuff. So do you, and I'm not like that. Like I've never had B sides ever. I'm always just like, it's so hard for me to get inspired. And when I do, it's just, that's it. Like every song I have is what I have and it's going get, to get released. But do you guys go long stretches like without writing anything? And then when you come together, it's just like, boom, get it all out. Or is it like, I'm just curious, like what the process of like writing that much in a sh short time frame and it, does it ever, does it always feel fresh within 
in that? Or is it ever just like work? You know what I'm saying? When you're doing that much. Yeah. I think we're still kind of like defining that process right now because with Dear Universe, we went in with a good amount of songs that we already kind of had that we worked on in the studio with Andrew Wade and, and everything came together. It was in a batch, mostly during the summer, but those are just 10 songs. And, you know, once we went back in to start doing the next batch, we only had maybe four or five that were like, these are ideas. And then when we got in there, it just became this creative pool of song after song after song. And we sort of realized, let's just ride this wave. If we can produce 10 songs in this this time, great. If we can produce 15 songs, let's do it. And this was sort of the first time seeing how much could we do in a session if we're just all buckling down and getting the creative juices flowing. So um, I think moving forward, it is a really good idea. I hope we do kind of do it again, uh, just because it's nice having so much content to now trickle out over the next year and a half to two years. Uh, But at the same time, hopping into the studio just to do one song here and there, you know, we're experimenting that as well right now. So I guess it's kind of 50-50. We have done batches, but we're still kind of figuring out what is that overall flow going to be as, uh, as time goes on. Yeah, I think, I think that's well said. I think, I think Mike hit it perfectly. I think for myself, like I'm always writing, like whether it be like on acoustic guitar or something like that, just a melody that gets stuck in my head and like, it doesn't always make it, you know, uh, to, to full band and things like that. But it's always, I think, important to always be writing and like be inspired by things on a daily basis. Because like you said, sometimes you have batches where you're not inspired at all. And then sometimes you have batches where you're really inspired, but you just can't get into the studio during that time. So you have to make sure that you you put it somewhere. Like my voice memos are like filled. Like I have like a hundred voice memos all the time of like small little <laughs> ideas. that Sometimes they become something. Sometimes I'm like, what Forgot. was I thinking? What was I uh, thinking? Yeah, just yeah. lost into the universe yeah. of uh, the, the iCloud. But but yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm with you there. But I think Mike really hit it hit it perfectly. Yeah, there's so much just like buried genius in the in the voice folders. You listen back and you're like, man, this was this was pretty good, but it never became something. You know what I mean? So, but it's just, it's, it's 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 that's just part of being a musician too. You know what I mean? It, it really is. There's so much stuff that I'll go like, you know, every once in a while I like purge out all of my photos and videos just to try to get rid of stuff on my phone. And yeah. there's always like two or three videos of me in my room just playing acoustic guitar. And I'm like, I bet you that was something I thought was the shit. Like it must have I mean, must have been really in the zone to think yeah. I need to record right now. It's true. And it's true. And then yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, there's some yeah. good stuff though. Like, you read like old lyric books. I, like I found a journal with old lyrics the other day, and I'm always like hesitant because I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna hate this. I, I'm always one of those people that like goes back and like, what was I? Thinking? Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. But I'm and you really critique yourself. Yeah, right, right. But I know I think I'm getting older now because I looked at stuff from a couple of years ago, and it doesn't feel juvenile to me anymore because that used to always be the thing. <laughs> I always feel like oh, grown up since then. But now I feel like I'm getting older to where I'm like, maybe I'm just like like set in stone a little bit yeah. and i think yeah. you know bands bands tend to you know i feel like some of them catch a groove early on and they have like, like the magic and then they lose it and then other t- times sounds more like you guys are more of the type that you're like kind of growing over time and like figuring out, out what processes work for you guys and things like that and i don't think it necessarily needs to be ever the same thing like 
one album might work in one in one way and one one album might the flow might be completely different or you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. I don't think there's any one way of doing it. Exactly. But, yeah. No. This was completely different. This this batch of songs we went into the studio and we wrote every single song essentially from scratch, hundred percent without a preconceived idea, like a melody. Like we didn't really have like a riff. We had stuff we brought in that we didn't even really, we had a day where we kind of half-assed. We're like listening to them. And we first went in, we started just like songs from scratch. Like let's just start writing riffs with our producer. And we came, we had like three or four days. We were just writing songs from scratch. And then maybe day like five, we're like, let's go listen to the ideas we brought in. And not a single one of them we thought were as good as, as what we were coming up with from scratch. So we were like, yeah. let's just keep writing this. And we wrote that for, I think, like two or three weeks straight where we just were writing a song a day from scratch. And it would just be like, we would get like instrumentals down from like soup to nuts. And then we would go in and start coming up with vocal melodies for every single one of those ideas. And then we would come up and do vocal lyrics for each one of those. And we ended up with like 16 songs from scratch that we did where we didn't have a single thing before the studio um, at that point. And we had never done that before and it was completely out of our comfort zone. Um, but having that, you know, producer who writes songs, you know, seven days a week, six, seven days a week with multiple different artists who has golden sure. platinum records as like the sixth member of your band kind of guiding you without preconceived notions of who we are, what we do. And I mean, always goes from an A to an F, you know what I mean? Like the, the normal sure. stuff that we always get stuck in, you know, helping us and writing songs from scratch with him. Um, really helped guide us to where like we have 16 songs now that are kind of just like say game changing for us um, that we're really excited and proud of. And Levitate was the first one and we have one now coming out in a few hours, which we're really excited about. And then well, that'll be out by the way, when this, when this is out. Yeah. And it'll so be out so now. You can go screen stream God mode now is when the, yeah. the God mode. listen to God mode. Out there, everyone. <laughs> everyone listening. Get on that God mode. Even when you go in, though and you're writing things from scratch like as a band do you have like a sort of not not something as corny as like a mission statement but like do you have an idea of like we want this sort of vibe or is it or is it really just kind of like let's just go see what happens no i i think definitely for these 16 songs we had like exactly what you said like we we came in and we're like man we definitely need to have some four on the floor songs out there some we need to have some dance songs out there. We need to have, um, you know, and then bring it back to traditional pop punk and have some of that in there. We've always been a band that have had has had so many different genres, you know, from the start of this band till now. And we're just not afraid to, like, do any of those things. So, like, if we're inspired by something that we hear or a band from the past that we love, sometimes we that will be an inspiration for a song that we do. And then we want to push it one level further and make it, like, uh, something that's closer to a Felicity sound um, that our fans are used to. So I think for these 16 songs, a lot of a lot of these songs have some type of inspiration for a song we heard, an idea we had, or or a band out there that we love. And um, it was really exciting to do it that way because it was interesting to hear like everyone in the band's like kind of perception and saying like, yes, I like that song, but how about we do this to it instead and not go the the traditional route of like how that song sounded. So I think that's going to shine through in a lot of these songs out there. And some people might be like, Oh man, was this inspired by that? 
And some people might like have no idea whatsoever, which is going to be exciting and, and, and very fun when we, when we get to release these. So that's, that's my take on a lot of that. We said every song had to have energy. No matter what, it was a slower song or a pop punk song or a metal core song, whatever, everything needed to have energy. And I think that was the one thing we listened to everything through and it's like, everything had something that felt energetic even like kind of the slower songs had some sort of energy them and that's what the overall theme was um and that's what we accomplished we we really wanted to make sure like that energy was there before even like really layering the the lyrical content there because if if the if the energy from the music is at least making you kind of get into in your bop in your head then the the feeling of the song and and what it's about can really shine through and and i I really liked how we did it this time with making sure just the solid sound of the song is going to be there with energy and like drew said the slow songs and the fast songs matter that presence is there and at the root of it that that's locked in and now lyrics and, and themes come over the top and something we haven't done before, but it's it already paid off with levitate and God mode is going to smash. And we have 14 more on the way that are all going to be home runs. Yeah, that's sick, dude. I, I think that something that resonates with me from you guys is what, from what you guys all just said is that there are a lot of influences apparent. I think someone who's maybe like a casual listener will listen to levitate and just, think that it's like a sort of like dancey sort of hard punk song or you know like hard hard pop punk but like me listening to it like someone as a musician sounds really pretentious but like coming from it with more of like um educated like awareness of like a lot of different rock adjacent genres and things like that there there are tones on the song that wouldn't wouldn't be out of place on like a between the buried and me like as far as like the heavy our tones yeah. and then there's also like vocal inflections that would that remind me of like old hello goodbye stuff too that I fucking love that are like very like very vocal inflections. And to hear these days, yeah, That's yeah, very cool. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't it doesn't remind me of a hello goodbye song, but there's like yeah, yeah. parts of no vocal sure, delivery sure. that has that sort was, of like emo punk sort of stuff going on too. So there's a lot going on that like all the rives to become just this one like dancey rock song. You know what I mean? With, with a lot of energy. For sure. But For sure. in a very you way, it seems like, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I feel like it, it always seems to kind of like work and, and, uh, and, and still be us somehow, you know? <laughs> so I, I think that's, that's a cool thing. And it's, uh, we're, we're, we're always like happy that our fans dig it. So cool. And for us, like we love like, heavy guitar tone so like it makes sense with the yeah between the bear to me but like when we were listening to it we wanted like a dance rock song like maniskin like we're listening to a ton of maniskin and damien's italian he was like a few years ago he was like have you guys heard about this band maniskin and we're like no and he's like dude they're like the biggest thing in italy and really? then now they're like the biggest thing here too like, yeah. like one of the biggest rock bands in the world now oh shit um, and so that's what we were listening to back when we were recording it. We're like listening to Maniskin and these like cool dance rock, classic rock inspired songs when we wrote Levitate. And so now it's like, it's just created this monster that sounds like all these different things you can get, you can draw influence from. So, Is it at all tempting? Like when, when, um, when you have a, a song or if you have stuff that like reaches sort of, uh, amount of success is it ever tempting to like 
dive back into what that is, or do you guys feel pretty, pretty, um, not stubborn, but do you feel pretty like driven to keep evolving or keep changing? Or do you like want to perfect your thing and then do that? Or are you like type of people that you really want to like continue to branch out? Mm. I think mm. I think a lot of the time I, I love that question. That's a great question. Um, I think a lot of the time um, when we're going into the studio for the next batch of this, batch of songs, um, we've already recorded them and we've already decided like what we wanted to do at that point. And by the time we see like what is the most successful song on the last record, we're like we've already recorded sixteen oh. new songs. <laughs> we're like ah, we're recording these one day university was successful. I'm glad like the weather, for example, was really successful. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not a song like the weather on the, the next 16 songs. There might be influences like and certain parts that remind you a little of it. But there's there's nothing that kind of like reminisces and, and really like play, pays homage to that song. So I think it's I think by the time like we get into the studio for the next song, we don't know what is successful in the past. So like our minds are like clean slate. Let's do something we've never done. So I would say more on the path of like, when you were saying like more of evolving, I think, and yep. seeing what, what inspires us in the moment. And I, I, I think there's something beautiful about that too, because I think if, if I've seen some bands like that, I've talked and some of my friends that I've talked to and like that, that, that they've had that success with that song. And then they always try and like, you know, replicate that song, but it never really has the exact touch that that one song did. Sometimes it does happen for a band and like they'll create a, a song that's even bigger. But um, so I think it's just depending on like a case by case basis again. But I think for us, uh, we're always like clean slate. Let's see what yeah. we can write. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that I think what we did is what's interesting, I think, with these 16 songs is when we kind of took a step back and listened to all 16 of them, is we kind of noticed that you could kind of pair a couple of them together, which had almost similar stylings we almost had like two songs that kind of had similar vibes which is which is really cool and we kind of like separated them we're like let's finish these eight and then these eight so that there's kind of like hmm. counterpart to it and that like we're focused on half of them here and half of them here so that if you really liked one of them eventually there'll be another one that will be kind of like a similar vibe and they won't be released too too close together which we've never had that opportunity before and then to go along with damien says i'd say we're like like a pokemon band we're just always evolving and like from album to album, <laughs> it seems like there's like just so much new stuff we've never done before and whatever you think we're about to do we're probably going to do something completely left to <laughs> center and i think andrew wade our producer like really encourages that and he's like hey are you the biggest band in the world yet well let's try something else then because chances are doing something completely left to center is going to be more likely to get you closer to that and trying to continue to do the same thing that you're continuing to do that is clearly not getting you there and continuing right. to, to do it like, you know, uh, that. And, and so that's what we can do. And to be fair, like the weather on our last album, which is by, by far and away our most successful song and has our first song to ever hit a million streams. And, you know, that song never got playlisted by Spotify. It's a million streams organically. It's, it's our most successful song. We put it on TikTok and it just naturally people just fell in love with it and it blew up on TikTok just because of the song, the merit of the song. Yeah. It wasn't just anything other than the song. People loved it. Um, and that song was a completely left of center risk for us. We never would have probably written that song if it wasn't for his 
direct influence and him pushing us to do it. Um, it was a song we wrote, but the main parts that were him pushing us to do like, Hey, try this, which is some like unique kind of like weird folk elements. He, he pushed us to add to it. Um, is kind of what really makes the song, the song. Um, and and it was that influence of him and us going kind of left of center. And so we did a lot of that with this album and or this this batch of songs of just trying more stuff that's kind of like stuff that people wouldn't expect from us and try stuff that's kind of left of center, which we're really excited to get out. And I think Levitate was another chance. Like, we'd never have a dance song. We never had a song that's like, let's go yeah. get out on the dance floor and then and, and shake your booty. So, you know, you're never going to get bigger by just continuing to cater to the people who already know you. You know what I mean? Like, you're. You're, you're only it, like if you're trying to get new people, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all how similar to any previous releases your new stuff is. Like if you're trying to yeah. capture a new audience, like, like you're probably more likely to grow as a band if you change. You know Agreed. what I mean? Because like people I know me as a listener, like my favorite bands, I get sick of them if two albums or three albums in a row are kind of just like the same thing i'll give like a perfect example for me i used to love and i still do but i used to love dance gavin dance and i just feel like they crushed it they learned their sound they, they perfected it and now they just keep doing it and i'm not saying it's not bad i mean it's not good like if, if a new person listened to their most recent al album and that was the first thing they heard by them they'd probably be like this band fucking slaps you know but yeah to three or four of those albums in a row and just like knowing what they're going to do and just being right and correctly predicting what they're going to do because it's the same thing. It just gets yeah. boring. Like I feel like mm -hmm. it doesn't make me want to continue to be a fan. It just makes me want to go back yeah. and listen to my albums that they wrote in the past. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, a day to remember like continues to like evolve and like their newest album. Yeah. Like, diehards may not be into it, but there could be a kid in middle school who could fall in love with like one of their new new songs that's like a really poppy song and working with like marshmallow an artist that like you wouldn't expect them to work with and trying right. to at least try something completely unique off the wall that you know would piss off their diehard fans but applaud them <laughs> right. for doing something completely off the wall left to center and and stuff like that and and doing something that doesn't sound anything like them like doesn't sound like a data member album at all um so, like you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta take those risks if you want to continue to to evolve as as a band. And you know, us as still an up and coming band, even though we've been a band for almost a decade, we're still find ourselves that you know we still consider ourselves an up and coming band. We still are an up and coming band, and we, yeah. we never are going to be. We never want to be complacent. We want to continue to evolve as artists and musicians, and complete continue to push our boundaries because um, because uh, we want to just create. You, music that's unique and you know if i feel like if you're always trying to come try to make what music is popular right now you're always going to be you're going to be missing it you're yes. always going to be you're, you're missing it because what what's out right now was recorded six months to a year ago probably yeah yep so yeah it already happened yeah and all that being said we we still find ways of paying homage to the old fans anyway like there will always be a hard rock driving song and a Felicity album. It could be one out of six and it could be five out of 16. Just like that. That's kind of at our core and exploring beyond that is what we have 100% been into lately, but we can be in the studio and at some point it's like, let's just do something straight rock, driving rock, headbanger. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. go all the way back to 
early on be like, yes, I can see the thread coming through all of that. But, and at the same time, I, I think that's a great point. Like what's popular now was recorded like six months ago. So if you're not kind of like pulling out of, you know, the air, something new, you're never going to really um, set yourself up for the best opportunities for success. Yeah. I kind of feel like you have to, uh, you know, I think anybody before I say something that sounds like I don't like care about like what quote unquote fans would say, like I definitely do. And like when people will tell me at a show or something that they really liked something I did, I really appreciate it. But I feel like you don't really owe anything to anyone as, as an artist, you know what I mean? Like someone could really love you and they love everything you've done so far, but you don't owe them like anything like you, you already gave them the thing. Like this, it has to be for you as a musician. Like it has to be for like what you want to hear. Like if you're, if you ever stop writing what you want to hear, it's like, you're done. That's how I feel about it. Anyways, if I ever stopped, if I ever didn't do something because I felt like someone else wasn't going to like it and it was what I wanted to do, then like, what am I even doing? You yeah. know? So it's, if, if, if like you want to just keep writing, like driving rock songs and like in every album that you should totally fucking do that because that's what you want. Yeah. You shouldn't do it because that's what people expect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, yeah, I definitely see that perspective. And I think if they're a, a true fan at the end of the day, they will follow you no matter what you write. And and they'll they'll be inspired by the new stuff that you write as well. So um, I think, yeah, I think it, it all just depends on on uh, your listeners and things like that. But for the most part, um, for us, like we were also a little bit nervous to like go in the levitate route because we were like, man, we, we, we really didn't have a song like this. So like wonder what the fan base is going to think, but our fan base is, is, is wonderful. And they were just so receptive to it. And they're like, man, I, I love this song. And it just made us like have more of that mentality of saying, it's cool to just do what you want sometimes and, and see how, how your fans take it. And it's great that they love levitate and hopefully they dig the rest of these. Yeah. When, when now I want to jump over a little bit, cause I know you guys, uh, from just following you on Instagram and stuff and like seeing the TikToks you guys put, Post on there. There's, do you how much thought goes into that? Honestly, like, is there, is it just kind of just like we're gonna? Because I'm, I know that I need to start doing it the more I like start releasing music and stuff. But like, yeah. is it just fucking around like and throwing the music behind it? Does that that what people respond to, or is it like planned out skit? Like, what do you guys? What's going into that? I'm just curious. Everything goes in. All all the ingredients go in. You you have to have the element of random. Just hey, let's do this. We're not gonna plan it out. And you get something really authentic. And then other times you maybe see a couple other TikToks or just other content where you're like, ooh, I like those themes. Let's try to just sit down for five minutes, make an outline of what went on there and maybe try to replicate it. So that would require more thinking and planning, a little more strategy. And that product could be something that equals the popularity of the random thing. And maybe it's just a repost. Maybe it's a stitch. Maybe it's just using one of the other features. Like if you're not pulling from all of those elements, then you're missing out on a potential home run that just might be hiding there. Like some random video that you put maybe two seconds of thought into pops off and you're like, oh shit, how do we replicate that? But then it's just, that was organic. It just happens that way sometimes. So you got to kind of plan, you got to do the random thing. You got to do the responding to comments directly. It's, um, it, sorry, the answer isn't kind of like, boom, do this, but it's, um, it covers it. The features on the app are there for a reason. And if you're engaging with them, then you're maximizing the, the reach potential. Yeah. I think lately we've been kind of in a kick of just like, 
we've been really busy the last few weeks. We've been, a lot of us have been traveling and stuff. So we've been kind of in just kind of like get as much content out as we can. But when we've had the most success has been when we've been really focusing our content on what do we have fun making and what do we think is funny. Um, yeah. I think that's what's been worked the best because we're able to put our own sense of humor into it. And I think why that's been most successful is because not because that's what our fan base thinks is funny and what their sense of humor, because that's not true because they don't always think the same thing is funny as us. But what that is, is if you're having fun making the content, then you're more likely to make it. If you're more likely to make it, you're more likely to be consistent. And if you're consistent, then you're going to eventually have success. If you're constantly looking on the numbers and you're like, okay, uh, I got a hundred views when I did this and I got 500 views when I did this. You're kind of like making content for numbers and eventually you're going to burn yourself out. And eventually you're just doing it for the wrong reasons. And then you get frustrated when you do something that should work and it doesn't work. And then you get frustrated and you stop doing it. When you're doing it because you think it's funny and you and your friends are having fun and we're out there like playing with lightsabers or doing stuff that's silly. And then one of those takes off, then it's like doubly rewarding. Because you're having fun with your friends and then it like gets accepted and then you're even more motivated. And we do silly things like we've done videos where like you create like meta storylines with like Corey getting sacrificed and then we try to resurrect Corey and like we have all these old cool like storylines. And when those take off, we're like people mention them at shows and we have this whole thing with getting kicked out of Lowe's and we have this whole thing with Jules and White. Like we have all these cool things and we put a lot of effort and time into those with our sense of humor. And when those resonate with people, we get really excited to make those pieces of content. And those end up doing well because we're really consistent with it because we're having fun. And that consistently, yeah. consistency is what leads to success. It's because we're consistently making content because we're having fun making it. So I always tell people like the advice is like have make the content you want to make and have fun making and don't worry about the numbers as much. And that's what will eventually lead to success. But anytime we were always just focusing on like what other bands were doing and trying to replicate it, it would work. But eventually we would like fall out of the habit of it because because of those things. So that's a piece of it. And we still do do that. And we've been doing that probably the last few weeks. We've been focusing on like just trying to replicate our own stuff and replicate what other bands are doing. And that's definitely a big piece of it. Like Mike said, a lot of it is just like trying to develop your own personality and then finding unique unique ways to promote the music but also not always just trying to promote the music a lot of times we're like not even worrying about being a band because if you're always just saying you're a band we're a band we're a band we're a band um it gets kind of stale and it's really hard to do it so sometimes it's like we're just a bunch of dudes in walmart and how we're positioning ourselves as a band is like we're trying to sell our merch so we're like setting up a merch table but we're not like necessarily saying we're a band. The thing is, we're just pranking in Walmart, but yeah. we're not necessarily like forcing down your throat that we're a band. The funny thing is that we're setting up a merch table inside Walmart or setting up our band's merch table inside of a Hot Topic. It's yeah. like how to, sell your mer- how to sell your band's merch in Hot Topic. And we walk into Hot Topic and we just set up our merch table like we're a band. Like that's inherently funny and it is showing that we're a band, but we're not just like, what? Like, Hey, check out my band. Check out my band. Right. And we're not just like forcing self-promotion all the time, Um, which is, I think a lot of bands feel like they just have to be self-promoting. But what we found is like, 
best you can do is just try to be an entertainer. Just try to entertain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like Jimmy Fallon, like he's a comedian, but he can do stand up, but he can act. He can do yeah. all these different things. He's just an entertainer. And with Felicity, like sometimes we're being silly. Sometimes we're like the guys on Jackass. Sometimes we're, we are playing music, but sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're acting and doing little skits. Sometimes it's about music. Sometimes it's about being in a band, but it's not always about it. We're just trying to find ways to entertain people. And that's kind of how we, we've had the most success on TikTok when we've shifted to that mindset versus just always trying to be self-promoting ourselves. Yeah, that, that does get annoying really fast. Both, both for the people doing it and the people consuming it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so tired of seeing like the TikTok videos of, hi, my name is blank. I have, I'm a musician. My song, I would really appreciate it if you helped me along my journey. It's like, I mean, I get it, but yeah. like, like there's four fucking billion people doing that same thing. So like, it's like the best guys like Swaco, like he's doing like magic tricks and like little skits <laughs> and stuff like that. Like you can hate on him, but like, that's why his content works so well because he's not just constantly self-promoting; like he's entertaining, yeah, one way yeah. or the other. Unique, unique ways to entertain without just constantly self-promoting himself. When you guys are going into hot topic, are you saying anything to these people of like, "Hey, we're about to set up a merch store"? Are you just like literally going? Not always. Forward, sometimes, know? sometimes we'll <laughs> send like into recon if we think it's going to be hot, and he'll <laughs> ask them, and usually they'll say yes. I'll I'll be the peacekeeper. And- I'll try to find someone who looks cool enough to understand what's going on and say, hey, yeah. you can kick it out, but would you mind being in this for a minute and just like letting us set up and then kicking us out? And there were a couple employees of some stores that were very cool, just younger people who just got what we were doing and, and embraced hilarious. it. And put on we, the show. You know, the social media side doesn't really know the difference and, and both of those methods work, but, but sometimes you just see like a prime location and you're like, yeah. man, we definitely have enough time to set up and execute this one. It'll be good. Go, go ask. Let's just go ask. Yeah. Another time, up like Taco Bell was one of the best kickouts we've ever had. <laughs> no, no, ever. Sometimes there's like a, a, a beautiful moment where you just do it. You just do it and you see what happens. And Taco oh. Bell was like that. Taco Bell was. We, we had Corey in a hot. We had Corey in a hot dog suit. We just walk in, we go right around the corner where the management couldn't see us and set up right by the bathrooms. And literally the moment we started filming, Drew was kind of away from us. The manager comes down. He's like, the owner called me. He saw on the camera. No, this is no. And he's just, he's just mad that we're even there. And we got on film and then we quickly packed up and left because he was very much like, get the, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, that, that, on that camera though. It, yeah, it worked. It was all on camera. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I got to eat tacos, and uh, it's great. Getting kicked out genuinely is honestly the videos do the best if you get genuinely kicked out than if you get away with it. You get kicked away yeah. with it; it's not even funny, right? It's just like yeah, we oh. don't we, we don't we don't cause any like difficulty or disturbance. We just we just leave or stuff like that. You know what I mean? But like it's it's still sometimes you got to do you got to be organic. You just you can't say anything. You got to go in. and You got to see what happens. Yeah, just go into like a Dillard's. <laughs> that, I think we did. What, was it Dillard's or Macy's? I think it was Macy's. Macy's we got all the way up. We got all the way up. We we went in the elevator. We actually went to the second floor, and no one said anything. I was so shocked. We went on the beds. We were just sleeping on the beds with our merch, with the merch table, by the way. And then we walked <laughs> back down the elevator with the merch table and just walked the merch table right out of 
May season. And that was definitely, we were just laughing so hard. It was, it was so hard to like control our, our, our laughter, but it was that, oh, that goes yeah. back to what you were saying about having fun with it too. And sometimes you get kicked out and sometimes you don't. So like, it just depends. Then <laughs> you got to have a friend who's like not in the band, like pretend to kick you out just to make the video worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. That we have a security guard costume, just a friend yeah. with a security guard costume everywhere we go. Yeah, just don't get any. Uh, don't get a rap for impersonating a police officer or anything. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's. Uh, that's do you guys? Um, do you guys? Um, like when you guys are on the road and stuff like that, is there is there a similar approach to how you do like content, or do you kind of focus more on just the playing shows or trying to relax in between gigs because the traveling is so much? Like, how do you guys treat? Um, I guess just being on the road, like kind of like what's your routine? You know, it's it's funny. We we since kind of coming into our own from the TikTok perspective, we haven't had a big long tour to really see how all of that would play into it. We've done little mm-hmm. one offs here and there, and we try to capture little moments and little high, highlights of it. Um, but I think we've still yet to see like how many random antics we could just come up with while being on the road for two to three weeks because. It's, it, it is very different. You're in a different mentality when you're out for, for multiple weeks in a row versus just those little single serving shows. And, yeah. um, and we have a big long tour in a while. So we, we kind of, you know, do what we can when we're here. And when we have a little, a little tour, a little show run, we'll just capture a lot of content. Yeah. Usually it's harder. Like we play the one-off shows, like we do like weekend runs and one-off shows and like your, your head is just spinning. Like it's every, like every second yeah. accounted for when you're playing shows, like yeah, you know how it is. It's like so yeah. hard to also think like to organize. Usually it's like, Hey guys, instead of rehearsing, we don't have any shows coming up. So we're just going to not practice and we're just going to go film content and film TikToks. And that's basically how the band life is. It's like, when's our yeah. next show three weeks away. Okay. Well, until the week before we're just going to meet up and film TikToks instead. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the routine we've fallen into. Um, so it's hard to imagine like when we actually are going to play a show on a show day that we would like organize and, and go film content, but, um, excited for that day when we're on the road and have off days to be like, all right, TikTok content days or, uh, what we're going to do, where can we get kicked out of on the road, uh, and stuff like that. Cause you really we just kind of like show recap content and stuff if we're playing shows these days. Yeah. You're giving me ideas cause we're, we're going on tour, uh, just for like six days. But we're going to the, the East Coast and we have an off day in Boston and like we're playing in Cambridge. We're hot. We'll have it. Is. So I think you're giving me ideas. I, I want to we'll go set up, set up a merch table on the steps of like the Harvard Library or something. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Lean all the Boston accents when you do it too. all of them. And I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Goodwill Hunting, but it like take oh, yeah. place. Yeah. We, like our one the merch, one of my favorites that we never sell. I just give them away because i can't really sell these but we the goodwill hunting movie poster we took that but we made it say in a daydream which is my band and like we it's like the exact same thing as the poster except it's our faces instead of like robin williams matt damon ben affleck and yeah uh, that's cool I'm gonna that's cool try to get rid of those on the in, in cambridge <laughs> yes you, you guys just buy, get a bunch of bootleg yankees hats and try to sell them in cambridge and see what happens Oh man! But, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree though. Like in, in general, though, like I, I, I could be way better about just like making content in general. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm not a very social media savvy person. But but 
I'm aware that like when there's actually stuff to promote and things that I'm releasing, it's better to at least do something, you know? Like I'm more of the type if I don't have anything to promote that I'm just like absent. And then when I have something, I am way more active. I try to like let people, hey, I'm here again, you know what I mean? But I just yeah, I struggle to feel the motivation to like say hi, you know, like you know, I get it. I get it. Put out like go listen to it again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. it's, I, I get that too. I get that perspective too. But a lot of times, you know, sometimes it could be repost from the past and things like that. Sure. But sometimes it can just be like daily activities that you're doing and stuff like that. Sometimes, you know, I, I've noticed like as as we progress as a band, they sometimes just daily activities and like posting that with your sound in the back. Sometimes those things do well as well because your fan base is like, oh, what, what, what's going on with the band and things like that. So sometimes just talking them for a little bit on like, you know, things that are happening in your life, um, small things that you want to share, you know, with them. Sometimes those things go a long way and those can like be in between like, you know, that next song, that next release. And I've noticed that sometimes that does well. So um, yeah, it's just finding like creative ways to like also be motivated to do something too. Cause I get that too. Sometimes when you don't have something to release, you're like, man, I don't want to like say the same thing over and over again. So I get it. But uh, it's, it's sometimes just pushing through and like finding something that that can like resonate with them. Is it strange at all to think about like, because I think about when I was a kid, I'm sure you guys can relate, you know, when you're growing up and you're like, you're discovering bands and you're maybe it's the first time you go to a show or you're starting to go to shows and like you see musicians and they're like, it's so fascinating to think about like the lives they're living or just like, even if like you still are musicians, like a lot of the musicians I looked up to, they probably had day jobs the whole time. And, but it was just like, it's so fascinating to think about just who they are as people. And then you start to think like, I could potentially be that to somebody else. You know, they could see just the daily, like you said, the daily activities that I'm doing are probably more interesting by virtue of the fact that I create this art that they appreciate. And it like, has that been like a, how has the experience been for you guys like realizing that? There are people that probably, I mean, definitely look at you and through a lens, they might see you as something completely different than you even see yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, is, is oh, yeah. that been weird at all? Or has that been pretty cool? Or it, I, I think that answer, that it, that's a different answer from each of us, maybe similar for myself and Damien. Uh, we are both school teachers and our students oh, are, well, Damien, I'm high school and all of our students know what we do. Some of them care more than others. Some of them think it's absolutely the coolest thing ever. Some of them could care less. But um, <laughs> ones where, at least for me, like teaching high school, I can have a different conversation with them. But some of the ones that have been more memorable tell me that when I'm teaching, it is a completely different person. And some of those students have had the pleasure of coming to a House of Blues show, which is all ages. So a lot of their parents will allow them to go. And then they see me mm. on stage running jumping around talking to the crowd and they're like you are not like this in class at all and it was it was a (laughs) a lot of them and the next my one of my favorite times was the very first time i had like 20 plus students come to a show and then the next day at school all the kids who were at the show were just sitting in class working kind of like that little extra twinkle in their eye where they saw something cool the previous weekend and um and it, it is it is a very unique experience when you can have students like know you as a teacher but then also know you as as a musician 
Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's pretty similar for me and Mike, like you said. But a lot of times I've noticed that, you know, I've inspired some some of my, uh, you know, students that they'll be uh, they'll they'll want to pick up a guitar and they'll be like, man, I saw you do this. And could you teach me a few things? And um, I think that's also really cool. So um, just to inspire people as well. Yeah, I think it's it's I mean, we're me personally, I'm still at a very like small stage at of you know being a musician and becoming known and things like like that but enough to where like you know a couple times you'll post on like the diy tour posting or something and for a show and i've had like a couple people hit me up mid like hey i'm actually this is so cool to see you're coming to where i i live or like when are you coming to california i'm like probably not for a long time <laughs> i mean because they love the music they think that i'm like touring the country or something and i'm just yeah. like yeah and it's just really really surreal but it's really cool to think that like you know i i kind of realize i don't need to be huge ever like if, if it never works out just like the fact that like the validation i get from just like one people one person or one or two people exactly. liking like okay i did it it's fine you yeah. know what i mean i'm just gonna keep doing it for me and then I whatever do. happens happens you know yeah i think that's the best attitude to have a lot of times for 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 any musician you know I mean, just to like say, like, be thankful, like for, for the people that do want to hear you. And if if it happens at a, a grander scale, awesome. But if it doesn't, you're still having fun creating the art that you want to. And um, I'm proud of that. You know what I mean? So I get you. Yeah, definitely. Um, And then so do you guys have as far as uh, shows, things like that? I mean, is there anything upcoming? I'm getting close to like where we're going to wrap up here. So. Um, this will be out July 4th. So anything coming up, anything that August 4th? should know? August oh, 4th, yeah. <laughs> July 24th, yeah. So this will be out on Monday. 24th. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so we have shows, uh, a bunch of shows coming up in Florida. So if you're in the Florida area, we're doing a bunch of shows um, uh, to celebrate the release of God Mode, which is out right now. We're doing shows July 28th in Sarasota, Florida. We have a big pre-show in Sarasota at Big Top Brewing. Um, then we are playing the next night in Tampa, Florida at Crowbar. Um, and then we have our annual Nothing But Rock Fest, which is a massive uh, little show run we do, where is a giant butt rock tribute fest, which is where we get some of the best Central Florida bands who all come together to pay tribute to their favorite butt rock bands. So we're going to be <laughs> busting out our Papa Roach tribute set we do, which we've done once before. Um, we may throw in a couple Nickelback songs just for fun too. But uh, we're going to do, uh, we did Nickelback last year. We're going to do Papa Roach this year, but we're going to have bands doing uh, Seven Dust. We have System of a Down. We oh, have yeah. Limp Biscuit. We have someone doing Creed. I think someone's doing Chevelle. I think we have Stained, Seether, like it's going to be insane. Um, we have uh, that that's going to be in Orlando, Gainesville, and Tampa this year. Um, and those are all in uh, August. So um, follow at We Are Felicity. Um, we have a link in our bio that goes to our link tree. There's tickets to all those dates. Um, and then stream God Mode, which should be, is out now. Oh, yeah. It's out now. It's out on every single platform. Yeah. We have a new single coming out in August too. So be on the lookout for that should be being announced. And we have a new 
should have a new song coming out every six weeks until further notice. So um, buckle up because we ain't stopping. We've got new stuff coming out for you every few weeks from here on going forward. Let's go. Sick. Well, yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, taking the time and coming back on and everything. Um, right, man. Yeah, I, I, I really, fun. really dug the new single. So like I said, there's a lot, there's a lot to a lot of different elements coming together to make a very accessible song. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, it's not, it's not a dance rock song that I've heard before. You know what I mean? As far as like what textures are in there, what, um, influences are in there. It's, it's really, it's just really unique. You know, I think it's an accomplishment to make something really unique sounding that is also sounds like so familiar. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you can, it's it's not, it's a big compliment. We, we definitely wanted something that was that word accessible, like something we could show to like generationalists. Like it's like we have songs where like, oh, this is for like metalcore kid or this is for like the warp right. kid, or this is for like the, the skater punk kid. Right. Or or whatever. Or this is for, you know, this generation of person. But we think levitate is really for everybody. Like, do you like having a good time? Like this be on the is. Can you play this on the radio or play it for your mom or play it for or your your these guys classroom, you know? Mike could play it for his ninth grade classroom or Damien could play it for his third grade classroom and everyone could have a good time listening to it. Um, and I don't know if we've really had a song like that in our catalog for, um, or not too many. So I think that's really what we wanted. We really kind of were like, can we, do we have a song that we've ever played? We could play at a wedding reception and every generation of the family can come out and dance and have a good time. And I think that's what we did with levitate. And I'm really, I think we're all really, really proud of that song. Yeah. No, it's it's dope. So, um, yeah, like, like they said, go see those shows if you're in Florida, you know. Um, and if you guys, you know, next time that you want to release something or if you got something big, you know, just have Becky hit me back up. Dude. We'll do this again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Man. Yep. For sure. All right. You guys take it easy. Peace, man. Yeah. Again. Talk soon. See you, Brian.